My name is Professor Rachel Bodell, and you're listening to The Bible in a Year, The Story Podcast, where we encounter a living God that is calling us to live a life from, with, and for Him. This podcast is designed to help you listen to the one connected story of the Bible and understand it perhaps just a little bit better by learning from biblical scholars that have helped me. We will read the Bible out loud and explore how the one connected story of the kingdom of God is unfolding and how we fit into that story today. This is day 175, and I'm reading from the NIV version of the Bible, Isaiah 50 through 53 and Ezekiel 10 through 11. Isaiah 50, this is what the Lord says. Where is your mother's certificate of divorce with which I sent her away? Or to which of my creditors did I sell you? Because of your sins, you were sold. Because of your transgressions, your mother's was sent away. When I came, why was there no one? When I called, why was there no one to answer? Was my arm too short to deliver you? Do I lack the strength to rescue you? By a mere rebuke, I dry up the sea. I turn rivers into desert. Their fish rot for lack of water and die of thirst. I clothe the heavens with darkness and make sackcloth its covering. The sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. The sovereign Lord has opened my ears. I have not been rebellious. I have not turned away. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheek to those who pulled at my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Because of the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint. I know I will not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near." Who, then, will bring charges against me? Let us face each other. Who is my accuser? Let him confront me. It is the sovereign Lord who helps me. Who will condemn me? They will all wear out like a garment. The moss will eat them up. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? Let the one who walks in the darkness, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. But now, all who light fires and provide yourselves with flaming torches, go, walk in the light of your fires and of the torches you have set ablaze. This is what you shall receive from my hand. You will lie down in torment. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was only one man, and I blessed him and made him many. The Lord will surely comfort Zion and will look with compassion on all her ruins. He will make his deserts like Eden, her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the sound of singing. Listen to me, my people, hear me, my nation, and instruction will go out from me. My justice will become a light to the nations, my righteousness drawn near speedily. My salvation is on the way, and my arm will bring justice to the nations. The islands will look to me and to wait in hope for my arm. Lift up your eyes to the heavens, look at the earth beneath. The heavens will vanish like smoke, the earth will wear out like a garment, and its inhabitants die like flies. But my salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. Hear me, you who know what is right, you people who have taken my instruction to heart. Do not fear the reproach of mere mortals, or be terrified by their insults. For the moth will eat them up like a garment, the worm will devour them like wool, but my righteousness will last forever." 
my salvation through all generations. Awake, awake, arm of the Lord, clothe yourselves with strength. Awake as in days gone by, as in generations of old. Was it not you who cut Rahab to pieces, who pierced that monster through? Was it not you who dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep, who made a road in the depths of the sea so that the redeemed might cross over? Those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you fear mere mortals, human beings who are but grass, that you forget the Lord your Maker, who stretches out the heavens and who lays the foundations of the earth, that you live in constant terror every day because of the wrath of the oppressor, who is bent on destruction? For where is the wrath of the oppressor? The cowering prisoner will soon be set free." They will not die in their dungeon, nor will they lack bread, for I am the Lord your God, who stirs up the sea so that it waves roar. The Lord Almighty is his name. I have put my word in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand. I, who set the heavens in place, who laid the foundations of the earth, and who say to Zion, you are my people." Awake, awake, rise up, Jerusalem, you who have drunk from the hands of the Lord the cup of his wrath, who have drained to its dregs the goblet that makes people stagger. Among all the children she bore, there was none to guide her. Among all the children she reared, there was none to take her by the hand. These double calamities have come upon you. Who can comfort you? Ruin and destruction, famine and sword. Who can console you? Your children have fainted. They lie at every street corner like antelope caught in a net. They are filled with the wrath of the Lord, with the rebuke of your God. Therefore, hear this, you afflicted one. May drunk, but not with wine. This is what your sovereign Lord says. Your God who defends his people, see, I have taken out of your hand the cup that made you stagger. From that cup, the goblet of my wrath, you will never drink again. I will put it into the hands of your tormentors who said to you, fall prostrate that we may walk on you. And you made your back like the ground, like a street to be walked on. Awake, awake, Zion. Clothe yourselves with strength. Put on your garments of splendor. Jerusalem, the holy city, the uncircumcised and defiled will not enter you again. Shake off your dust. Rise up. Sit enthroned, Jerusalem. Free yourself from the chains on your neck. Daughter Zion, now a captive. For this is what the Lord says. You were sold for nothing, and without money you will be redeemed. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. At first, my people went down to Egypt to live lately. Assyria has oppressed them. And now what do I have here, declares the Lord. For me, for my people have been taken away from nothing, and those who rule them mock, declares the Lord. And all day long, my name is constantly blasphemed. Therefore, my people will know my name. Therefore, in that day, they will know that it is I who foretold it. Yes, it is I. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, you watchmen, lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into song of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart, go out from there. 
touch no unclean thing. Come out from it and be pure, you who carry the articles of the Lord's house. But you will not leave in haste or go in flight, for the Lord will go before you. The God of Israel will be your rear guard. See, my servant will act wisely. He will raise and lift up and highly exalt it. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being and his form marred beyond human likeness. So he will sprinkle many nations and kings will shut their mouths because of him. For what they were not told, they will see and what they have not heard, they will understand. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of the dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that would show desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their face. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to go our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted. Yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he has done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet... It was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will propose in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many and he will bring their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great and he will divide the spoils with the strong because he poured out his life unto death and numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Ezekiel chapter 10. I looked and I saw the likeness of a throne of lapis lazuli above the vault that was over the heads of the cherubim. The Lord said to the man clothed in linen, go in among the wheels beneath the cherubim. Fill your hands with burning coals from among the cherubim and scatter them over the city. And as I watched, he went in. Now the cherubim was standing on the south side of the temple when the man went in, and a cloud filled the inner court. Then the glory of the Lord rose from above the cherubim and moved to the threshold of the temple. The cloud filled the temple, and the court was full of the radiance of the glory of the Lord. The sound of the wings of the cherubim could be heard as far away as the outer court, like the voice of God Almighty when he speaks. When the Lord commanded the man in linen, take fire from among the wheels, from among the cherubim, the man went in and stood beside a wheel. Then one of the cherubim reached out his hand to the fire that was among them. He took up some of it and put it into the hands of the man in linen, who took it and went out. Under the wings of the cherubim could be seen what looked like human hands. 
I looked and I saw beside the cherubim four wheels. One beside each of the cherubim, the wheels sparkled like topaz. As for their appearance, the four of them looked alike, each like a wheel, intersecting a wheel. As they moved, they would go in any one of the four directions the cherubim faced. The wheels did not turn about as the cherubim went. The cherubim went in whatever direction the head faced, without turning as they went. Their entire bodies, including their backs, their hands, and their wings, were completely full of eyes, as were their four wheels. I heard the wheels being called the whirling wheels. Each of the cherubim had four faces. One face was that of a cherub, the second the face of a human being, the third the face of a lion, and the fourth the face of an eagle. Then the cherubim rose upward. These were the living creatures I had seen by the Kabar River. When the cherubim moved, the wheels beside them moved, and when the cherubim spread their wings to rise from the ground, the wheels did not leave their side. When the cherubim stood still, they also stood still, and when the cherubim rose, they rose with them, because the spirit of the living creature was in them. Then the glory of the Lord departed from over the threshold of the temple and stopped above the cherubim. While I watched, the cherubim spread their wings and rose from the ground, and as they went, the wheels went with them. They stopped at the entrance of the east gate of the Lord's house, and the glory of the God of Israel was above them. These were the living creatures I had seen beneath the God of Israel by the Kabar River, and I realized that they were cherubim. Each had four faces and four wings, and under their wings was what looked like human hands. Their faces had the same appearance as those I had seen by the Kabar River. Each one went straight ahead. Then the Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the gate of the house of the Lord that faces east. There at the entrance of the gate were twenty-five men, and I saw among them Jezani, son of Azur, and Pelatai, son of Benai, leaders of the people. The Lord said to me, Son of man, these are the men who are plotting evil and giving wicked advice in this city. They say, Haven't our houses been recently rebuilt? This city is a pot, and we are the meat in it. Therefore, prophesy against them. Prophesy, son of man. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on me, and he told me to say, This is what the Lord says. This is what you are saying, you leaders in Israel. But I know what is going through your mind. You have killed many people in this city and filled its streets with the dead. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. The bodies you have thrown there are the meat and the city is the pot, but I will drive you out of it. You fear the sword, and the sword is what I will bring against you, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will drive you out of the city and deliver you into the hands of foreigners and inflict punishment on you. You will fall by the sword, and I will execute judgment on you at the borders of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord. This city will not be a pot for you, nor will you be the meat in it. I will execute judgment on you at the borders of Israel, and you will know that I am the Lord. For you have not followed my decrees or kept my laws, but have conformed to the standards of the nations around you. Now, as I was prophesying, Pelatai, son of Benai, died. Then I fell face down and cried out in a loud voice, Alas, sovereign Lord, will you completely destroy the remnant of Israel? The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, the people of Jerusalem have said, Of your fellow exiles and all the other Israelites, they are far away from the Lord. This land was given to us as your possession. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says, Although I sent them far away among the nations and scattered them among the countries, yet for a little while I have been a sanctuary for them in the countries where they have gone. Therefore say, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will gather you from the nations and bring you back from the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you back the land of Israel again.
They will return to it and remove all its vile images and detestable idols. I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Then they will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. But as for those whose hearts are devoted to their vile images and detestable idols, I will bring down on their own heads what they have done, declares the sovereign Lord. Then the cherubim with the wheels beside them spread their wings, and the glory of the God of Israel was above them. The glory of the Lord went up from within the city and stopped above the mountain east of it. The Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the exile of Babylonia in the vision given by the Spirit of God. Then the vision I had seen went up from me, and I told the exiles everything the Lord had shown me. I love Isaiah chapter 51, verse 1 through 3, that reminds us to look to the rock from which we were cut and the quarry from which we were hewn. We are reminded yet again that He is a God of comfort and compassion. Like the Crystal Lewis song, that's what comes to mind, is about God giving beauty for ashes. We're reminded here God can turn a desert into an Eden. He can make something out of nothing. Remember, we heard that all the way back in Genesis 1. This, to me, is imagery of both redemption and restoration tethered together. Yesterday, we were reminded that God can be the rock that brings water in the desert, like a sanctuary, even when we're being refined by affliction. And here, God can and does promise even more than that. He will transform the uninhabitable land, the desert, into a garden where his people can flourish and thrive. At the end of Isaiah 51 verses 1 through 3, we are reminded that he is a God that desires to give us and have us live with joy and gladness, thanksgiving and singing in this garden he will restore and provide. It conjures up images back to Genesis 2 for me of the Garden of Eden. This is still God's desire through it all. We're reminded to listen to God, remember the story, our heritage and who He is, and from this, respond with the desired heart to and the acts of obedience, Shema. For me, chapters 50 to 53 of Isaiah are so rich, I would encourage you to dwell on them. Abide in all that is revealed regarding who God is and what He's doing, who we are in that story being so clearly revealed. There's such specific hints to Jesus and what God is going to offer, going to do, to rescue us. Dr. Mackey explains how chapter 50 characterized the servant dying. No, it's more than dying, being killed on our behalf or on his people's behalf. And then by chapter 53, we read how the servant is alive, chapter 53, verses 10 through 12. And this resurrection makes a way for the people to be in a right relationship with God. Then in Ezekiel, we read this rescue seems more specific and a bit different from the other rescue stories we've read about being delivered from like slavery in Egypt and rescued from various oppressors. Here, under and throughout those stories seems to be a heart narrative that when we look back and read forward, it's quite boldly and clearly there, always been there. God is offering promising redemption and restoration in a more unique, specific way here. It's of our hearts. In Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19, it reads that God will give them, give us an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them, in us. 
He will remove from their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. I just have to read it again. Chapter 11, verse 19 in Ezekiel, it reads that God will give them, give us an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them, in us. He will remove from their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. From this heart, we read we are called to restore the places God calls us to, tear down and remove idols, to follow God's law, to be his people and have him as our God. As Matt Whitman says, Ezekiel is offering more than a glimmer of hope, but something like a mountain of hope, a roadmap of the plan for hope that God is laying out, anticipating the solutions that him, being Jesus, is going to bring. Pray for me, I'm praying for you. My prayer is this, found in Philippians 1, 9 through 11, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. What is this fruit? It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Galatians 5, 22 through 24. See you tomorrow.